Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for the downloads and for the love and sharing and telling your friends about it. It means the world to me. This week, I'm super pumped because I've got a legend on the podcast today. I've got a guy who is a self-proclaimed digital data and social marketing junkie. He is also a speaker through Paradiso Presents. He is also the owner of Paradiso Financial and Insurance Services. He's a family man. He's an insurance junkie. He's an insurance legend. And I'm so glad that he agreed to come on the show today. We've become friends. And every time we talk, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I got to hit record and get this on a, on a recording for a podcast. So that's what I did this past week. You know, we had a great conversation early in the morning. And I was like, we got to hit record on this. He talks about family. He talks about his business what he's doing. And I really think all of this stuff is going to be something you need to grab a piece of paper and a pen and write this stuff down because it's going to be good stuff. And I hope that you learn as much out of it as I did. And I hope that you uh, learn a lot. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to my friend, Chris Paradiso. What's going on, Chris? How are you doing this morning? Doing well. How are you doing this morning? Man, I am good. I am good. really good. Other good. than other than my socks getting beat, uh, that's get a tough used one. to it. Get used to it, kid. <laughs> Go Yanks. <laughs> that's that's the funniest thing. You know, you living so close to Boston and yet being a Yankees guy. I get it. I yeah, get but it. I'm an hour and twenty minutes from New York City, kid, and uh, fifty minutes it. from Boston. But being Italian, you just you gotta love my Yankees, man. Just I understand. I understand. Um, I would love to hear uh, more about that, you know, someday, but let's, uh, let's get into memory lane. I want you to walk down memory lane and tell me, cause some people that listen to the show may not know, you know, they may have to crawl out from under a rock, but they may not know who Chris Paradiso is. So I'd love for you to go back as far as you want to. And, uh, let's take a stroll down memory lane. We'll make it quick because I don't want to bore people. I started in 1998 in the life insurance industry, uh, with New York life, um, hats off to them in their training program, learned how to sell insurance. By far the hardest insurance there is to sell in today's era is life insurance. When you think about how selfish human beings are, life insurance isn't for you. It's for the people you love and care about. So um, incredible training program, um, stayed there for about 11, almost 12 years. But meanwhile, uh, four years into it, um, decided that I met with a mentor of mine who um, was uh, from my town um, and moved out, uh, ended up playing professional sports and getting into the insurance space and said in 2000, you need to be a one-stop shop. People don't want to do business uh, with a health insurance person, with a life insurance person, with a property and casualty person. The future is one-stop shop, meaning you have to be well-versed, well-rounded, and a client that trusts you will trust you with everything. So. In 2000, I started my journey into getting my licenses uh, for the property and casualty world, and in 2001, started uh, diving into it. So uh, 2006, we'll fast forward a little bit, June 19th, uh, decided to open my own property and casualty firm. Uh, Even though I had had my own firm, I didn't have direct contacts. I was writing it through another agency. Uh, It uh, decided to be 100% on my own, June 19th, 2006, and uh, here we are, uh, 2020, and we're very fortunate to build a $50 million book of business. Yeah. And so let me ask you this. Okay. So I've been following you for a long time and maybe a lot of other people listen to this do too, but okay. To get from, you know, your humble story you just told 
from that to Paradiso Presents and what you're doing with the magazine and the podcasts that you're on and the things that you do, what are you doing or what do you feel like you're doing that, that makes you different from the next guy or that gives you the platform for the Paradiso Present or I the think, things that you're doing? I think, um, I, think if, I think if there's one word that would sum what we're doing here at Paradiso Insurance is uh, um, we're challenging ourselves to scare ourselves enough that we're, um, we feel we're not growing if we're not failing. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but um, the, the, the most challenging thing that I will question, not only my teammates, myself is, and if I challenged you right now, a real easy example would be, what scared you the most last year? And if that takes you 15, 20, 30 seconds to think about, you weren't scared enough. Um, and I think that that is what allows you to succeed because by uh, challenging what you, you might fear, it allows you to grow. So for example, uh, we challenge ourselves. We are probably knee deep into about 10 different technology tools that aren't being used by, you know, maybe half of them are being used by other agencies. Half of them, I'm the only agency in the country using uh, because we're testing things. And um, I'm willing to do that because I, I want to be the best. And being the best means I want to be the best communicator um, with our with our clients. And I want to build that, that transparency through communication. So um, I, I think that's what really separates us. Uh, do I feel we... Um, we have 12 promises that separates us, uh, you know, which keeps our teammates on our toes. Uh, we work for you. We're going to listen to you. Um, when we screw up, we're going to bring it to your attention, but we're going to bring you a solution to the problem that we possibly could have built, but we're going to own it. And I think um, in a today's day and era, um, how many people look in the mirror and say, uh, and take responsibility. I hate to tell you, it's not the insurance base. It's the world. We just don't take responsibility. And I preach that to our teammates own it. We are humans. We're going to make mistakes. Let's own it. Let's bring a solution. Let's fix it and let's move on. Okay. And so some of those uh, common problems that you run into, uh, are they more on the, you know, the, the sales side? Are they more on the claims side? Are they more on the, you know, the forward facing, the client driven? What, what are some of those problems that you're, that you're facing that you're trying to get through? Well, I think uh, the number one thing, all insurance agents, whether they understand that there is a problem or not, well, think about the client experience, okay? Heath, you're, you're, we're going to say you're a client of Paradiso Insurance, and let's just say I have you with uh, XYZ Insurance Company, so we don't call out any insurance companies because they're all the same when it comes to this. They send you a letter stating that uh, there's an issue with the roof and it may be aged. Uh, does my agency know that letter went out? No. So the major issue with with communication and the customer experience is first and foremost, the agent and the carrier should be true partners. And if we were true partners, we would understand what we're sending to you, Heath, so that I don't get a call from Heath saying, hey, this company sent me a letter stating they're going to be canceling me. Well, let me see that. Well, it didn't download to us yet. Oh, it gets in there the day after. Well, now we're getting you an angry client that we did not know was getting that letter um, in a lot of cases. Now, granted with technology and hopefully uh, open APIs and, and, and other formats that we will be able to know and understand. So I can call you and say, hey, Heath, um, XYZ company, insurance company is going to be sending you a letter for a cancellation. Unfortunately, it looks like they don't like the way your roof looks. Um, can we get a roofer out there to, to inspect it and see if it's, if it's in good shape? 
And if it's in good shape, let's get a letter over from that roofer over to the insurance company. I think that there alone brings a lot of problems, both for agencies and carriers. Because think about it from the carrier side. If I send a letter to my insured, the carrier doesn't know. So think about that for as a customer. Do you think the customer really, they're caught in the middle of this. We should have a better strategy uh, and a better partnership for communicating and streamlining that so that we can get the best customer experience as possible. Makes sense? Right. No, it does make sense. I totally understand that. Uh, and, you know, I, I've worked on both the carrier side and the agency side. And so I get where you're coming from. And I understand that it's just a matter of, you know, I guess it's the age old question that people have had forever is how do you fix that? And I don't think it's that at least the carrier I work for currently doesn't want to be you know, partners with the agents. And I know some may feel opposite, but how do you, you know, how do you move forward on that? What do you do? We have to build, we have to build platforms um, on, on our, on our own. So we need to invest money into technology and it would be a lot easier if, if carriers and agencies came together with a, a stronger partnership um, and, and identified some of these uh, key communication um, techniques that would help both of us uh, give a better customer experience. That would be ideal. Um, you know, some some carriers are on um, old platforms, very very old platforms, so they're 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 handcuffed. It's very expensive to change. So I don't think it's an end all fix all. Just like I don't think it's uh, agents are perfect and carriers are all stink. It's 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 not that. It's it's a combination of. How do we build a better partnership for the betterment of our customers and that customer experience? And uh, there's certain platforms that we're building um, our own, um, working on an API right now with a, um, one of the largest corporations in the United States, because uh, we do a lot of business with them and um, want them to have the ability to know and understand that, that um, their client um, has up-to-date real-time insurance coverage. So I, I think we just, we need to think about how we can invest in, uh, I, I think we need to embrace the insure tech world and uh, be open-minded and not close-minded to the insure tech world because I think there's a lot of tools out there that can make our agencies better, um, that also will help carriers become better. And all this, all this narrows and, and, and boils down to better communication. We have to figure out a way to give a better customer experience through communication with our customers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I do think it's, it's funny to me that several years back, and I can't remember the exact timeline, my 18 years in this, you know, several years back, we had this whole fear, this scare uh, of insured techs are coming in and taking over. And now I think it's funny that, you know, with the likes and, and the minds that we have in the industry now, that it's, sh it's a shift. And now we're more partners with the insured tech companies. We are. And well, some of us are, yeah. Right. And I, and I, I think agree. that we all are going to be, you know. Yeah. We be. Not all insurer techs, uh, there's a, there are insurer techs that agents get, um, you know, that, that are trying to, to compete against agents. I get it. Um, we don't need any more competition, but it is what it is. And uh, there's still a lot of insurer techs that are doing really um, neat and innovative things that can hope, uh, that can help better the agency communication along with bettering the partnership between carriers and agents. And I think the end of the day, agencies and carriers have to become better partners. We have to. No, I agree completely. And I, but I feel like even the insured techs that are in the space, good, bad, or indifferent, I think that it breeds, you know, better for the independent agent. I feel like 
it makes us better because we have to think differently and we yeah. have to get outside the box and think more well, like, go ahead. Think about COVID. What did COVID do? COVID, it, it, it forced our it industry. Forward. Yeah, we it had to. forced us by probably three to five years. When I ever knew that 3% of agencies in Connecticut had e-signatures before COVID, it's like 60 something percent now. They didn't have a choice. They didn't have people in the office. They had to do it because people were at home. They didn't have printers. They didn't, they couldn't mail. They didn't want to go to mailbox. People were staying home. So, and I'm not, um, you know, nobody wants to have COVID. Nobody wants it to be here. But what (laughs) what it's done is it's forced our industry to open our eyes to change. And not only to change, to realize our customers are okay with DocuSign or e-signatures. No, that's exactly right. And, you know, I love that you brought that up because I love, you know, guys, Chris and I had a conversation last week that uh, I really enjoyed. And, you know, we talk about COVID and we talk about people working from home. And I know you've got some staff probably at home and I know you've got customers at home. Um, and you and I talked about, and I think you and I, it was interesting, you and I had the same thought process on the work-life balance situation. Um, you know, talk to me about what that looks like, you know, for you. What, what your thoughts are on that for a minute? Well, it's maybe unconventional, but I don't believe in it. Um, I don't believe in a work-life balance. I, if you want to be successful, um, there's no such thing as true balance. Well, I'm, I'm going to work my seven hours a day, but I, you know, I want to have deep pockets like Steve Jobs. That is an equation is like olive oil and vinegar. It just doesn't mix, in my opinion. I'm not, everybody doesn't want what I want out of life and that's totally okay. That doesn't make me right and them wrong or they're right and I'm wrong. Um, I believe in a, in a, in a, um, in a very strong work ethic. And the one thing that I have in my power uh, is my work ethic and um, I, I'm not going to be outworked. Uh, but I also, my goal or my why in my life is uh when I pass on someday, I want to be known to my children as being the best possible dad. Well, what does that mean? That means that when I go home and yes, I do work 16, 18 hours a day. I love what I do and I'm trying to make a difference in people's lives and our community's life. But when I'm home, I want to, I want to unwind. I want to put the phone down. I don't want to watch TV. I want to spend time with my kids. It might be going to shoot hoops with my son, uh, going fishing with my son. Um, it might be reading a book. My daughter loves to read books. We jump on the hoverboard. Uh, we like to work out. We love motorcycles, anything fast. We have uh, a high-speed go-karts and um, it, it, whatever it might be, my attention is not going home and sitting in another room. So when I say work-life balance, um, when I'm a dad, I'm a dad. But when I'm at work, I'm at work. And uh, I, I just believe that, you know, you have to work extremely hard to get ahead. And in today's times, I think you even have to work harder. You know, and those people, and I do the same thing. Um, I, I, I work sometimes, you know, 14, 15, sometimes 12 hours a day, whatever it may be. And people are like, how, you know, how do you do that? And I want you to tell, you know, some of that for you, but yes, you're right. You know, sometimes it may be getting up early in the morning and sometimes it may be staying up late after your kids go to bed, or sometimes it may be, you know, unconventional hours. And I know with you, you know, you and I, you and I have messaged back and forth at two 30 in the morning. So I know you're up doing the same things. What say you on that? I I'm, I like to be starting my day no later than three 30 in the morning. Um, I, I'm not going to tell you, I don't like to be home and eat a late dinner with my kids. I do. Um, sometimes it's an early dinner, but I do believe in eating dinner with my family and uh, you know, I believe in going to church on Sunday. There's just some things that, you know, I'm not willing to um, sacrifice 
Um, you know, my time with my children and my kids are sometimes it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes it's eight o'clock at night, but I, I'm, I promise them that uh, I'm going to give them a full divided attention. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be one of those parents who says, Oh, I work life balance, but I, I work eight hours and then they're home and they're in one room and the kids are upstairs. That, that's, I, I don't want to be that. I, I want to be fully enthralled in what they're doing um, when I'm not working. And um, I love what I do. So I don't consider it work. Yeah. I, I think if you find something you love doing, it's not working. I, yeah. I think it's, you know, something that's creative. Like, even right now as we're doing this podcast, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been having to, throw the ball and fetch with my dog as we're sitting here talking. But yeah, I do feel like it looks different than people think it does. And I agree with, you know, uh, coming home and, you know, having, being all in at home and all in at work. And I feel like just the, the terminology of the work-life balancing, I'm with you on, it just doesn't compute with me. Um, but I think it does require a little bit of structure to do that. I think it does require you to, to think differently because there's times – I'll have to tell myself, okay, because I get up before the kids do. And so I know they're going to get up, especially in the summertime. I know they're going to get up a little bit later. But I know when they get up, I want to spend a good hour or so with them, especially when, if they go back to school next week. I'm praying to God they do. But if they go back to school next week, then I want to get up for that hour that they're awake, and I want to spend that time with them. Sure. You know, I want to cook sure. their breakfast, or I want to get their stuff, their backpacks ready, whatever it may be, and then go right back to work. It's one hour. Yeah. If I, get up, I do the same. Yeah, I do the same. I love it. I, I think that that's, you know, I get up at three 30 and out the door, I go work out. I go to the office and come back for six 30. And, um, my daughter's usually up and dressed my son. I got to get up and make breakfast. And by seven 30, they're out the door. And by seven 35, I'm in the office again. So now, do you, yeah, I agree. Now, obviously you could lead by example on that, but do you, is that something you you challenge your people to do as well at the office? No, because I can't. Um, I'm one of those uh, people that feel everybody wants a little something out of, diff out of life. And success is defined by a million different things. When people say, oh, you're successful, what does that mean? Okay, in your mind, what is when you look at me, if you say I'm successful, or you look at and you say that person's successful, I always ask, what does that mean? Because success is defined by everybody so drastically different. Some people want to be millionaires or some people it's all about money. Other people just want to make a difference. Some people just want to be happy. Some people want to be content. Some people want to be average. It's okay to be average. It's not okay for me to be average because that's not my DNA. Um, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't strive for that. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm aggressively competitive to a fault in a lot of, in a lot of ways, I will tell you it's a fault, but it's just who I am. And, um, but you can't, you can't, push your staff and your teammates to be the same exact way. I can't expect them to work as many hours. I can't expect them to be here at 4.30, 3.30 in the morning. I, I just, it's, it's what I want out of life, maybe not what they want out of life. And we have to respect each other's um, quote unquote success, definition of success. I agree with you. Um, and I, I think that's good. Um, and so I feel like uh, there's got to be at least one or two people in your office that see the way you work and try to emulate that a little bit. Cause I feel like good oh, yeah. leaders. Yeah. You know, my my, my top that. salespeople are, um, they, they, they're very driven and um, I, yeah, they see it. I'm not going to tell them that you got to do what I do. That's not it. What I do is for me in the senses of what I feel and what I want, but you might say, Hey, you know, I like working eight thirty to four. That's okay. If that works for you, just give me all you got while you're here. I'm not going to ask you to stay till eight o'clock at night. That's not, um, it's not maybe what you want.
And that's okay. Yes, uh, and that is okay. And so um, in your office, you talked about your staff. Do you have, uh, okay, tell me, because I've, I've heard you on other podcasts, you and I have talked about some other conversations we've had even earlier today. You have a, a little little different staff positions in your office that we have typically here in Arkansas and in, in uh, the rest of the country as well. Um, so I've got listeners from all over, but I do know that, you know, 38% of my listeners in Arkansas, I don't see a whole lot of this. You have uh, retention specialists. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to hear what that looks like and um, what they what their role looks like as opposed to just a, a producer or a CSR. But you've sure. got a retention All drastically specialist. very different in, 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 in my eyes. And I'm not saying it, it works for every agency. Um, I, I take um, the agency just like baseball. Um, and why I put that analogy is a pitcher is a pitcher. A DH is a DH, right? Um, the DH only does one thing and, and supposedly does it really well, right? A pitcher does one thing and does it really well. And that's kind of our strategy. So uh, a retention strategist is a, um, a team that all they do is call to do account reviews. We don't call them requotes. We call them account reviews. So our job is, is the day that that policy downloads, which means you haven't gotten your paperwork yet, we are going to call you and do an account review. Hey, Heath, uh, another year is going by. Your renewal is coming up in the next 60 days. want to do account review with you. Um, you know, have you done any additions? Uh, have you added a dog? I mean, if we're not doing account reviews, how does the insurance company look at us? And you wonder why the insurance company looks at us maybe not always as a favorable partner. If we're not calling our customers to find out, what if they added a pit bull? How would you know if you're not doing an account review? You think the customer is going to call you? Oh, I got a new dog. It's a pit bull. I mean, first right. of all, the, the average customer doesn't think of that. I mean, I, I have clients that don't think about they knock their house down and they're building it bigger and they didn't call. Not that they intentionally tried to defraud. They were like, right. I never well, thought know. of it. I paid they my insurance right. premium. So, so I think um, the account review is meant to communicate and to be very proactive and to understand and get a gauge. Okay, Heath, you know, my questions, hey, have you added a wood stove? Have you added a pool? Especially during COVID times, are you kidding me? The pool companies are two, three years out because everybody's getting pools. Everybody's doing additions. People are doing their roofs. People are, you know, adding new decks. Uh, People are getting dogs. So I think the account review is to build rapport uh, build more trust, to be proactive, um, and also to identify other opportunities to make sure their coverage is right. Maybe they need an umbrella. Out here in the Northeast, a lot of people um, add hockey rinks. Um, nothing more adding more liability than a hockey rink. I think a hockey rink adds way more liability than a pool. Uh, the puck is hard, the ice is hard, and um, the neighborhood kids are coming to skate. So And beat um, each other up while they're doing it. <laughs> their only goal is, is to do an account review, communicate with customers, um, and, and where there's opportunities is to sell them more policies, whether it's they got jewelry, whether it's an umbrella, whether it's classic cars, whatever it might be. So um, that's a retention specialist. They don't do anything other than call existing customers to review their current coverages and make suggestions on what they might need and make changes to anything that they might need. Now, is that every year? Every three every year. years, every, every year. year, every year, well, what, every client gets a phone call every single year. We believe in a well, 20, okay. 27 point touch system. Um, the 27 point touch system is going to communicate um, multiple ways, email, phone calls, print mail, social media. Okay. So, so 
and you do those four things 27 times or you have no no we have uh, different things so for example okay so yeah, give me for an example. example, that's interesting. 27 times. Yeah, I, I, that's just the number that we feel that we need to communicate with our customers. So uh, on your birthday, you're going to get an email of, uh, of a birthday video. On your birthday, you're also going to get print mail, okay? So there's an email, there's print. There's two. There's yeah. two. You're gonna, every year, you're going to get a homemade calendar that's made by Paradiso Insurance. It has our staff. It has our 12 promises. It's, it's nothing that's coming from an association or from an insurance company. We make it, we brand it with our teammates, our staffs, our logos, our promises, 100% um, integrated with, with, our, with our structure, such as download the app. Why do you need the app? You need the app so we can service you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, things of that sort. Um, we have a whole onboarding process. When we write a new piece of business, um, the first thing you're going to get is you're going to get an email with a video uh, from my family and I thanking you for choosing to do business with Paradiso Insurance. We know you have a lot of options out there and a lot of choices, but you've become a part of the Paradiso family. We want you to know and understand that we take it very serious, um, just as long as we also take very serious our, our hours of operation. We are open up open six days a week um, to better serve you. So um, that's wow. an email and then four pieces of mail, one per week for the first four weeks, um, a, th a handwritten thank you card. Number two is our, pro our 12 promises the following week. Number three will be our, down please download our agency app. Uh, number four is um, meet our team. So if it's personal lines, it's a picture of each of our personal lines teammates so that they can put a face with a name with our, when they call in. So, okay, the people that say the more you touch a policy, the more money you're losing, or the more you touch a policy, you're losing money, to whatever extent that may be, have you found a way to crack that code, or is that something that uh, you don't believe in, or... I don't believe you? in it. I, 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 it, it. That's an oxymoron question, and I apologize for saying that, but... It, no, yes, you're it, fine. It does, it, it does cost more money, okay? Now, I wanted to get to your thoughts. I'm trying to, you know... But yeah, go. You're fine. The retention is is what we focus on we're, we're at 92.8 percent retention rate we are hyper focused on our retention and i know every agent tells me oh we're at 95 percent impossible five percent is going to be death or move so 95 percent is is impossible that means you don't lose any customers um Not and unfortunately that the national average for independent agents is 82 and a half to 83 and a half percent countrywide. Um, so when I look at that and say, okay, we are nine to nine and a half points higher, is the money I'm spending for those touch points worth it? Yes, because I believe the diamonds in my backyard is retention. It's way easier to retain business than it is to write new business. So uh, we are hyper-focused on retention. Okay. Well, it and I wanted you, I'm, I'm glad you said what you did about, you know, the oxymoron. I'm okay with that. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because there are people that say that, um, you know, they, they can't focus that much. They only do the accounts every three years or whatever it may be. So I was interested. So what if they have... took an 8% the last three years? That's a 25, 24% yeah. increase. You know, no, I agree. I buy. They're, They're not going to stay with you. So well, that's why we don't, we, we don't, we yeah. don't, we don't, we can't do that. We need to change and shift our mindset because I always say the hibernating bear is being poked. There is no such thing as a hibernation anymore. Geico is poking our clients every single day, whether they get on the highway, whether they get on their computer, or whether they open a newspaper or a magazine, they are poking us, poking our clients. So we cannot hibernate. We have to be proactive. Right. And so 
Yeah, that's a big thing with you. I've heard you say it several times, being proactive versus reactive. And I know you expect that in your staff um, and in your you know, retention specialists and in, in your data and what you're doing there. Uh, what, uh, what, how'd you come up with it? Why is that such an important thing for you? And did you find something several years ago that made no, you think this we, way? Or just- we um, identified uh, with the help of Kelly Agency Performance Partners that a culture issue, a real problem is angry customers. Angry customers is like that, that hornet that stirs up the whole nest. And we felt that the only way we're going to get this to be better and, and stop the the hornets running around the whole nest is, is to be proactive. So our, our agency is much calmer. Um, it is very high speed, but we don't have those angry clients like we used to have. So um, it, Kelly came up with a, with, which we've fine tuned probably three or four times a strategy. The first uh, 16 months, it took us 16 months to start calling. We could only call clients that took a 10% increase. Our goal was is, is how do we get it where we're calling everybody? So for four years now, we've been calling every single client every single year to do an account review, um, to get a gauge. Some people will say right off the bat, hey, please reshop me. I lost my job. Um, hey, please help us. Please this, please that. Um, and it, it's not to call people to say, hey, I'm calling you to reshop you. It's to call you to say, I'm going to do an account review and do basically an insurance checkup. Why do we go to the doctors for a checkup? Why? It's the same thing. And I think, um, especially in the COVID times, people's lives have changed. Um, and I think in order for us to do a good job more now than ever, we need to be doing an insurance checkup. And uh, at the end of the day, I think um, culture, I think your retention will go up, but your staffing uh, will and teammates will appreciate you so much more. Um, you just don't, you don't get those angry clients uh, causing uh, turmoil in your agency. No, I completely understand. I agree with that. That's a good way of looking at it. And then, um, so agents that are listening to this that you may not be able to afford, you know, to hire staff for just retention specialists or the small agencies out there that are saying, you know, I can't do that or I can't afford that. Do you have, you know, some ideas or some solutions they could have or, you know, ways to bunk that excuse? Yeah, it's the same thing as hope. Hope doesn't work. Hope is not a strategy. So a, a real easy way not to be a wise guy is to say, hey, no, I love it. If, if, if you're, um, you know, I say this to somebody who always says, you know, on a New Year's, I hope to lose 10 pounds. Well, keep hoping because hope don't work. Right. You have you gotta to be work. proactive. You, right. you got to be proactive. You got to work. So I would say the first strategy is let's just say that it's just an owner. Uh, they have no staff. Well, you know what you do? Uh, at four o'clock, you're going to take, let's just say you have uh, in 60 days, you have three clients renewing. You're going to call those three clients and do an account review yourself. Um, of those three clients, you'll probably only get a hold of one. And then what we do is once we hang up, leaving a message, hey, Heath, we're just reaching out to you. Once again, it's the annual uh, insurance review, the account review. We'd like to go over things. Um, please give me a call back. Meanwhile, uh, if you lose my number, I'm going to be sending you a quick email with a follow through and uh, it will have the questions. If you don't have time to get back to me, maybe you can respond back to me uh, by email. Um, if not, here's my phone number. Uh, give me a call at your earliest convenience. I'm here until 530 every day and we're open from Saturday from nine to one. Bam. And then as soon as we hang up, there's an email that goes out. We have a template. We just pop your name in there and it goes out. So 
um, if you think about it, if, even if you have five calls a day, right. what's five calls? And when we say hope, hope is, hope is an excuse. You know, I hope to lose mind. No, no, you can lose weight. It's mind. It, it's mind strategy and being proactive, period. So right. it, what, could it, what could that take? Let's just say you have five calls and it takes 10 minutes. That's 50 minutes in a day. Do you have 50 minutes in a day to be able to make that call? And if you tell me you don't, then you know what you do? You have to be able to afford it because if you're out writing new business, then you can afford somebody part-time. And if you can't do that, why not come in on Saturday and say, you know what, from nine to two, I'm going to call all my renewals. Yeah. So you you're saying to find it takes time. A, I mean, obviously it takes work ethic and proactive, but it takes a structured system, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Very structured. Yeah. And what you We're said off of that- downloads right now. So when they download this morning, we run a report at eight o'clock. By 8.30, everybody, all of our retention strategists know how many calls they have and who they are. And then, obviously, they still have the follow-through with the ones yesterday and the days before. Some may say, hey, you know what? I sold my, I'm selling my house next week. Um, you know, I'm going to be moving here, but I'm going to need a renter's policy. Well, they got to work on that stuff while they're making their calls. So once you get a big enough book, you have to, you can afford somebody, trust me. Um, the retention strategists pay for themselves by just the change in from where we were to where we are in, in retaining business now. And I'll also remember one thing with all that retention brings bonuses. No, I completely agree with that. And then, okay. So on the download, that's, that's interesting. I like that because, but each carrier is different on the download, but at the same time, um, yes. it's we used, we used to go off of a 45 day. So that gave you about five to seven days you had gotten your renewal. But we, we like to go off of downloads and we were able to get there about a year ago, maybe a year and a month ago. And um, I mean, we're live. It's, it's never been more efficient. Um, it's, uh, Kelly has created a very, very, very good strategy agency, Performance Partners. Um, you know. Talk about that for me for a minute because I found that you've mentioned them twice now. And anytime someone does that on my podcast, I want to dive a little bit more into that. So do you do something like that, a checkup on your agency every year, every couple of years? How often do you bring someone like that in? Or is it just something you've done recently? Um, Well, we use her also in our sales um, technique. So she's on a month-to-month basis. So every month, some months we use her for two hours, some months we use her for 14 hours. Uh, But we have her doing, uh, you know, what we'll do is we'll take – people, retention strategists. So we monitor our retention strategy. So let's just say um, this one month, Dawn now has uh, 25% uh, reshops of of her retention calls. Well, we know that there's a problem because if 25% of those 100 want a reshop, it's probably her verbiage that's getting her hung up to reshop these people. So now Kelly will start listening to phone calls and start doing individual coaching. Hey, Don, I want to jump on a call. Let's listen to these calls and let's, let's go through this and figure out a better way to say, um, you know, and what we found specifically with Dawn at one point is she apologized for people's premiums, um, including our agency coach who we wrote and she, her husband has a high speed racing car. So she's like, she, she had a hard time telling her the three cars were $5,600. And Kelly's like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been paying the last couple of years. I know I'm going to pay that. My husband is a nut about this race car that's costing me $3,000 that he doesn't drive. So we can't apologize for the premium. You know, sometimes we apologize when they're already expecting that for premiums. So we're causing anxiety into our client that really didn't need to be there. So Working on that and investing back in our teammates is something I, I wholeheartedly believe in. I believe in, you know, 
Shaquille O'Neal always said that he stunk at free throw shooting because his hands are too big. BS. He stunk at right. free throw shooting because he didn't practice. He didn't so. want to be. You know, he wanted to be good at dunking. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I, I do find that that's incredible. So, but she comes in and also looks at, holistically at the agency too. Yes. Is that an every year thing? Or is that uh, no, we're, we're analyzing our numbers monthly. Uh, okay. So we're monitoring how many calls we're making, how many reshops, how many people we're communicating with, how many people are calling us back. Um, we're just, we're, we're trying to understand our numbers. We track everything. We believe in tracking. Right. You can't, you, you can't measure what you don't track. See, I, I love that about you because I know from our conversations and from, from following you, that uh, you're big on data, and we'll get into that here in a few minutes. But I know it's cool that you have the human element too. That you'll bring in Kelly, and that she'll sit down and either yeah. analyzing that data or using her own, you know, ideas and strategies that she has from years of doing this. So, yeah. well, we have five real strategies when it comes to technology and coaching. We have Kelly, okay. which is agency performance partner. She's handling uh, the renewal um, um, processes. Not the process and procedures. We have uh, Peggy Corbett, who is you know, a Hawksoft specialist, uh, and she's been enormously helping us with process and procedures, basically how we're putting our data inside the management system. Anybody that's on Hawksoft should be listening to, uh, and, and just spend an hour. Peggy will give you an hour overview to see if she can help you for free. She has been instrumental. Kelly has been instrumental. Um, and Peggy's name, name of her company is Agency Transformation. Um, we utilize and love rocket referrals because our net, promo net promoter score is vitally important um, to our program. Okay. So rocket referrals plays a huge role. Our agency app, which is also integrated with Hawksoft and our management system. So that allows our clients to have ID cards. We never have to send you an ID card. If you download our app, your ID cards are sitting right on your phone. We never have to send that. Uh, if you want all of your, your policy wow. information, it's all integrated. And that is insuranceagentapp.com. Uh, by far, every agency, it's so cheap. Uh, Matt, Aaron. So, so the customer, if they want to add an ID card, they can go in, log into your app, and then they can print the card right there. You don't have to, they don't have to Not call yet, you at all. But yes, we're, we are beta testing that now. It's coming. But right now is if, if you, if let's just say, Heath, I just moved you from Travelers to Hanover. And I, I, I just hung up the phone and said, hey, Heath, you docu-signed everything. Um, the policy is going to be downloading t tonight. So tomorrow morning when you push the app, which you just hit the I and it pops in, you click ID cards, they're all sitting in there. We never had to send them to you. You never even have to request them. If you get pulled over and say, I don't have my ID card, all you got to do is click on it and say, hey, to the officer, hey, I misplaced my printed one, but I have insurance. Here it is here. It's That's right sufficient. on your phone. If you lose your phone, it's password protected. It's held up in the cloud. So you get your new phone, you download the app, you put your password in, and bam, everything's still there. That, that's efficient. Right there. But that's, yes, that's we are going time. to be able to allow our clients to change uh, ID cards um, and, and, and allow them because we have three-day binding power. So we are working with carriers, and we are uh, in the processes of beta testing. I believe we'll be live at the latest in January. Okay, so you've got Kelly, you've got Peggy, you've got Rocket Referrals. Yep. What else? We have Insurance Agent app. Oh, yeah, the Insurance Agent app. And then, and then the last but not least yeah. is our data um, program, which is Aureus Analytics. It's A-U-R-E-U-S Analytics. And uh, that is tied into both Rocket Referrals and Hawksoft. So, for example, we have a 
uh, a group strategy on our data. So the first strategy is it gives us a live, real-time net promoter score. Do you understand okay. what that is, Heath? That means that I hung up the phone with you yesterday, and this morning I go into my data program under you. It's going to tell me how happy you are with the agency service, real-time. So it's going to read notes inside of the management system. Um, it has the ability to listen to the recorded phone call and type it all out. It has the ability to understand how happy you are with our agency. Number one, all about the customer service, right? Number two, it's going to identify Heath lives on a street where the average income is $300,000. That is mind boggling when I can get that data. You know why? Heath, we know that you need a $2 million umbrella at your age. Uh, average income of three hundred thousand. Obviously, the houses are six to eight, nine hundred thousand dollars. You probably need a two million dollar umbrella. Also, we know for a fact that you need at least a million dollars life insurance. So that is instrument. That is data that is instrumental to us doing a better job. It also gives us data, as in uh, you have you're a collector of coins, or you're a gun collector, or uh, you collect figurines. Um, it collects data from magazines. So everybody gets magazines in the mail, right? And the wives are buying stuff and they may not be given that code on that magazine, but always understand one thing. Your name is always identified with a number with every company. That data is being sold through third party and we are collecting that data and it is giving us information that is invaluable for us to be able to do a better job. For example, some of our clients love fishing and they, they get the fishing magazine. It tells us they get the, in, their interest. It tells them, Hey, he's interested in fishing. Hey, he's just reaching out to you. You know, wanted to do account review. By the way, you know, summer's going great. You, you doing any fishing, Heath? I don't have to imply that I know. I can just say, hey, you know, the weather's been beautiful. Have you gotten out there to do any fishing this summer? Now, all of a sudden, we get the conversation going in the direction we want, right? So we need to understand that data plays an enormous role in the customer service, the customer experience and the ability to upsell and sell more policies, period. So I hate when all these, when everybody's talking about data, let's talk about, not talk about data, let's talk about what we're doing with our data to better our agencies. Well, I think that that's fascinating because so many people, and I'm with you on that, as, uh, as I've gotten to know, you know, Seth Zaremba and Sid Rowe and some of the stuff they're doing with data, and I hear some of the other stuff going on out there, and what I keep hearing from the agents that don't quite get it yet or the people that don't get it, they'll say, you know, people are bringing in data or tech to replace the human. And no, not at all. What, not at exactly. all. Exactly. And that's exactly not at what all. you're saying. And you has nothing to, to do enhance. with replacement. It's used to enhance and make the you're agency exactly better right. and make better relationships, period. Data does not replace anybody. Just allows our team to do a better job. And I think that's very key because if you've listened, if anybody out there has listened to more than two or three of my podcasts, I'm a relationship guy. I completely yeah. 100% believe in this business will always be, in my opinion, a always. relationship business. Always. No that's matter why, how much tech, That's why we no should much... never fear about losing our job, ever. No. You know why? People want to trust and do business with human beings. And that's what I love about it. Relationships, uh, hashtag relationships matter, period. Both to the, should matter to the carrier, should matter to the agency, and should matter to the client. And there's plenty of them out there that it does. You're exactly right. And I, and I find that I'm so relieved and glad to hear you say that because I knew you're a data guy. I knew you're a relationship guy. So I'm glad you, you verbalized that because I think too many people listen and think, you know, they're just trying to replace or they're just yeah. to, it's more of an enhancement because uh, like you said, and like I just said, I think this is always going to be relationship yeah. driven. 
business. And if you can find out about that fishing or find out someone loves sports or knitting or absolutely, or, or they love the Yankees. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Gosh. one other piece of great technology, almost yeah. free, is ePay policy. ePay yeah, policy um, is, a, is a great tool that allows our clients um, to pay by credit card. Yes, they pay the fee. The money dumps inside of our agency account. And with one click of a button, in most cases, it allows me to pay the, um, the MGAs like RT Specialty or, you know, if you're doing business with any um, um, uh, MGA or MGU, it allows me to pay them with one click of a button. Act absolutely instrumental to time saving. Our clients absolutely love it. It's connected on our app. So they just click on the button. They go boop and it's done and it's paid. So um, ePay policy is $20 a month uh, to the agency owner because insurance commissioners regulated saying that it would be rebating if they gave it to carriers for free, gave it to agents for free. So the only reason why it is $20 is, is so that it's not rebating to us agents because um, some states busted down and now every state, uh, they are live, they are crushing it. And I, it's just a great little tool that's been hugely um, helpful for our, our customers love it. They love it. And so do you find more people are using that on the commercial side or the personal line side or both? Both, but definitely more on the commercial side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, cause I, I would so wonder... for example, uh, a customer yeah. who doesn't have a checkbook and we have quite a few customers today, especially the younger generation who don't have a checkbook. And, um, let's say the carrier doesn't take uh, a specific credit card. They can pay us, and we electronically pay the cust We electronically pay the carrier. So, That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think that certain people um, that may want to build up points on their credit card to their homeowners, they can just pay it yeah. in full. Yeah, get the and then put it on there. Yeah, and I've been crucial, you know, to people that like to build those points and like to travel and. Yeah, uh, and and don't forget the agency does not pay any of the credit card fee. The client does, and it clearly so it states it right there. Them. Yeah, and, and, and they okay can EFT it right out of, so if they don't want to mail a check, they want to electronically send it. Uh, it costs $3, but they can EFT it right into our account with one click of a button. They type in their bup -bup, the, the dollar amount, hit send, and it comes right into our account. It is, okay. it is, it is mind-boggling and uh, something so easy to use. Um, and I said two, three years ago, I don't think we'll be using it that much. I bet you we're averaging close to 100, 100 a month, 100 Really? That that button's being used either to pay by electronic or by credit card. Um, now, is I mean, that it, integrated it, into your app? It is. So it's inside the app. So the button's right there. They just click right inside beautiful. the app. I mean, That's it doesn't beautiful. get any easier than that. And you know the other no. great thing? They don't have to call. So it's one right. less call we have to take. And, and one less drop in you have to, you know, have come in the office or one less touch. You no have, question. Yeah. No question. That's fantastic. Um, yep. Now, one other question you mentioned. We talked about life insurance. You got into that. Was that, is that something that the, you could use ePay policy for as well? It's a good question. Um, I don't believe so. Um, okay. I wasn't sure if you could or because, not yet. Um, no, I believe that there's still regulations. Um, I've never done that because I've very been, I grew up in the life insurance industry. So, I mean, they're just very cautious. I don't believe so, but I don't have the answer. I don't want to speculate. My guess is still no. We don't do that. Um, Okay. We ask we ask for um, first month's check or just avoided check, and they start it that way. And most of the time, the people are just taking a picture of their check and um, and texting it out to us on a secure um, secure email or a secure text line, which we have. All right. Uh, so 
uh, my audience knows usually the last two or three minutes, uh, and, and it's not going to be anything new for you, but, uh, I'm going to give you the floor for about three to five minutes. I'm going to hit mute and I'm gonna let you go. This could be dangerous or it could be super fascinating. Uh, except for if you talk about the Yankees, I'll edit it out. I, I first would tell you the key concept in order to be successful, uh, first and foremost, as an agency, I would challenge you and any agent, agency owner out there to um, find two agents or agency mentors, somebody that you look up to in some fashion or form, whether it's marketing, whether it's technology, and, and reach out to them and start a relationship uh, with the end result of being able to sit down with at least two um, quote unquote mentors per year um, and get into their agency. And, and the first question I would highly recommend you to sit down and ask them is, what have you failed in the last 60 to 90 days at? And listen, just shut up and listen. What have you failed at um, in the last year to two years? What's the biggest fail you have? And what's the lesson you learned? And last but not least, when you first started off, what would you change knowing what you knew today? What would you change? And I just think if we just shut up and listen, um, I think there's so much valuable information coming out of failures or things that we should have done that we didn't know. Imagine I'm 47 years old. If I knew what I knew today, I could tell you at, when I was 27 um, starting my agency, I could tell you some major things that I would change drastically. And I probably would be way ahead of where I am today. So that would be the first thing. The, the second thing that I would do is I would highly recommend every agent um, agency uh, to get a book called Living Your Best Year Ever by Darren Hardy. And I would highly recommend, it's a $39.99 uh, workbook. And once you get this, you need to find what we call is, a, um, uh, is a, an accountability coach. And that is game changing in my life. Uh, the accountability coach. This is not just about business. This is about life. Uh, if you're a, 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 a person of faith, um, it challenges you. If you're a person who just wants to be the best parent, it challenges you uh, because there's weekly rhythms, there's monthly goals, there's quarterly goals. It does not just focus on, and you should not just focus on business because as Darren Hardy gets into deep into life is if you're not happy at home, you're never going to be happy at work. If you're not successful and obviously, every relationship goes through rocky roads um, and, and things of that sort. But that plays an enormous role on your success when you go to work or, you know, when you run your agency, whatever you might be doing. So I would, I would start there. Um, the last piece that I would say is please check out a few pieces of technology um, like Arius Analytics. Uh, absolutely game changing when it comes to data. Uh, please don't think it's replacing people. I am wholeheartedly uh, against replacing people. I have a very unorthodox strategy inside my agency. I am an agency that um, is overstaffed. Uh, I will repeat myself. I am an agency that's overstaffed. I believe in being overstaffed for one reason, being proactive, not reactive. Yes, it cuts into my profit margins, but I also understand that. It allows me to continue to grow and to get to the goals and aspirations where I want to get to. So, um, Arius Analytics, um, the insurance agent app, uh, it's not for you. It's for your customers. Please think of that. Think of putting yourself in your customers' um, um, shoes. Um, Rocket Referrals, absolutely been instrumental um, to helping better understand our customers, what they're happy with, what they're not happy with. Um, 
we love Peggy Corbett it, and she only works on Hawksoft. So if you're not Hawksoft, she's not a consultant for you. But uh, Kelly at Agency Performance Partners has been great when it comes to the retention strategy and sales, anything dealing with sales. Um, we use CoverDesk, which is um, virtual assistants. They've been great. Um, just explore some of those options. You want a free tool uh, if you're a bigger agency or becoming bigger and you're dealing with bigger customers. Certificial is a free tool that allows your customers to go into your system and get a certificate without ever causing you any work. And it's free to agents. Um, so that's a little piece of information I'd give you. I've gone over three minutes and uh, hopefully it's helpful. And always no, remember that um, agents can reach out to me by email or by cell phone. Um, I take calls all the time. Uh, I always think of us as one big family. And if we can help each other, like I, I always say, Mother Teresa didn't die poor. So people say to me, why do you take so many calls? Why? Because I'm learning as you're learning. If you're learning something from me, there's a good chance I'm learning something from you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I could let you go five to seven minutes if you want to. No, but I do appreciate it. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the next thing I was going to have you do was give out your contact information, whatever you want to tell them, email, yep. phone book or phone number. You can give them your Facebook handle, whatever you yep. want to do. I don't care. Yeah, anybody can find me socially. If you just put Paradiso Insurance, Chris Paradiso, it should show up everywhere. I've been blogging since 2009, in excess of 10,000 blogs. So it's pretty easy to find me on the internet. But uh, see Paradiso, P-A-R-A-D-I-S-O, at paradisoinsurance.com. It's the only email I have. I do not have a personal email. Uh, send me an email or call me on my cell phone. Text me, 860-836-1230. Always happy to chit chat and uh, share what I can share with you. I really appreciate that. The audience appreciates that. And guys, uh, this guy is, you know, incredible. And the fact that he will take your phone call is awesome. And that he and I have gotten to know each other has been a blessing to me. And again, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on the show today and talking to my audience. I'd love Keith, to have you the on first again. 10 people that email you or email me, I'll send them um, our marketing magazine that we put out for the industry, which is called The Last Agent Standing, Volume 5. Uh, I'll send it to an electronic copy for free. Um, so okay. if you have 10 people that reach out to you, we will electronically send them a free copy. It's 110 pages from great, great agents from Bradley Flowers to Seth oh, Rumba yeah. to Jason Kaz to Ryan Hanley. Uh, Daniel Sung, uh, Susan Shaw, Bob McCool. They're just some amazing, amazing agents. Um, big story on the great Frank Setner that everybody should know and learn about, godfather of insurance technology. Um, we're happy to send out 10 copies uh, at no cost. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, and I've gotten a chance to read it. You've sent me and I, and I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And I'm, I'm loving what you're doing with that. And your, your whole reasoning behind it was cool. And we could talk about that another day if we wanted to. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show. It means the world no to worries. me, audience. Thank you so much. Nice. Thank you. And go Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for checking out my conversation with Mr. Chris Paradiso. Did y'all hear what he said? That's pretty awesome stuff. If you want a copy of his digital magazine or his print magazine, shoot me an email and, uh, you know, or Chris an email. He gave you his email address. And he'll send the first 10 people a copy of that magazine. And it's like a $15 value. And it's really good stuff, chocked full of great articles and great information. That's a pretty cool deal that he's doing for my listeners. I would love for you to check that out. 
And I would love to hear your feedback on that as well. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Again, guys, I really hope that the conversation that we had brought value to your day to day. My conversations each and every week are recorded, edited, and produced by my man Ryan over at Ready, Set, Podcast. If you've got a great idea for a podcast, whether it's knitting or sewing or wrestling or arm wrestling or football or sports or I don't care, uh, just reach out to him. He does a great job. His uh, new web address is GetReadySetPodcast.com. You can also find him on Facebook or Instagram. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant ideas into a reality. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out the podcast. I'll see you next week.